we, we, we should rap about things that we like, like, like food. That's what? You bugging at the you know it. We're gonna be like the Partridge family, but with food. You like food, don't you? Got any uh, white bread? Yes. Oh, wait. I am the spaghetti. Duval, you're not the spaghetti. I am the spaghetti. Let go of the lid. Just spaghetti in here. Is this organic? Sure. Is it grass-fed? Yes. Cruelty-free? What's so special about the what you eat and i am freaking cheese okay how was it mm, i wouldn't kick it out of bed for eating crackers how about corned beef mr tiger i'd say you've had enough <laughs> what marvelous cheese have we got this week son <laughs> Oh, well. You're a bit of an asshole. I actually, no, I'll tell you an interesting story about this. So, your ordinary supermarket cheese. Yes. I saw today in, not in Australia, but in the UK, the, so, very big thing over there in the early 90s, sort of through to the mid, to now, was mild cheddar cheese, you know. Yeah. Cheese with basically fuck all flavour in it. Yeah. And... Um, supermarkets are starting to phase it out for proper aged, well, like, not not really good cheddar, but yeah. cheddar that's been aged for at least 12 months because all those mild cheeses not selling. No one wants them. Yeah. Everyone wants cheddar with actual proper cheddar flavour. Well, you know, that's... Okay, so we're eating coon cheese, mm. and I've got a, the poisson, which I love, mm. but, you know, that's all I had in the fridge. But in saying that... Even our daggy cheeses are better than those cheeses that you mm. get in America. Like, just recently when I was in Japan, I was telling you, I was hankering for some dairy. Fat. I just wanted some fat. <laughs> but I'm going to go and get some cheese. And seriously, I bought this cheese, and it was just, I may as well have eaten a plastic bag. Like those cheese slice things. Oh, God, it was disgusting. And I thought, you know, even our daggy old, you know, you know, you crack a barrel or whatever. Mm. I mean, because Mersey Valley... Every time I go to the supermarket, I buy a block of Mersey Valley. Yeah, right. But I eat it straight away. Love it. With pickled onions. Best. <laughs> See, I, I buy a lot of, you know, um, like the extra tasty or whatever. Yeah. But just melting cheese. I call it melting cheese. Mm. You know, well, just your standard cool. cheddar. Yeah. Nothing mm. wrong with that. So, Good you know, stuff. there's no fancy cheese today, Bisa. No. But that's, you know, I probably could have got some on the way here. I've given you a bit of... Um, Olive and fig tapenade and, and some white anchovy. And some white anchovies. I'm not a massive fish person, so I'm interested to see whether I like these or not. Oh, Do they taste good. like salt and olive oil? No. No? No, they're just yum. I had white bait fritters or pancakes or whatever they are in New Zealand. Warmed. Mm. Um, yeah. Take a look. They're a bit ab, aren't they? Mm. I know they're raving about them. But really. Yeah, that's good. It's, um... Fishy. Funny that. Mm. But it's bloody good. So you've done all the exciting things in the last week and a half. What do you want to talk about first? Heron uh, Island or gin? Um, gin. Let's talk about gin. Did you try the, the Lark, the Tasmanian yeah, one? Yeah. Did you like that one? That was beautiful. Yeah. If I was rich, I'd buy. I'd have a bottle of that permanently. Mm. That was really good. I liked it. Well, it was... <laughs> Really well balanced. It was funny because we went to a whole bunch of gins, you know. 
That's fascinating. I didn't realise I didn't know anything about gin. Why would I? I just drink it. The most well, interesting thing, you, though. You, you don't need to know about <laughs> it to drink it. You don't have to pass a test or something. But you know it's just um, a neutral a neutral alcohol that they infuse with the botanicals. Hmm. So they can grab any old alcohol. And it's pretty... Well, that was the... That's, you know, like... You know, gin was the you know when London burned down, mm. and they had all the problems with disease and stuff. Mm. Every second shop sold gin, so you know you're a barber, but you also everyone sold gin and everyone just distilled it out the back out of whatever. That's the way it should be, I reckon. Yeah, except they used like rats and rats. Still them enough. <laughs> but it was funny. So some of the new. Um, some of the new age gins that she had, like she had the uh, Melbourne Gin Company or whatever it was that apparently everyone raves about. Mm-hmm. And that was just a bit clunky and all over the place. Didn't really kind of... What about... The lark is delicious. What about the one from Atherton that I talked about? Did they have that one? What's the name of it? Um, well, they know. hardly have any at Atherton. How are they going to get yeah. <laughs> It was something mountain, wasn't it? Yeah, they didn't have that. Mm. I'll have, to, I'll have to get hold of a bottle of that somehow. That was fantastic. Like, I could just imagine those hot days we've been having, just sitting with it. No tonic, just a bit of ice and that. You know what we're having with it the other night was um, fresh grapefruit. Okay. Delicious. Just picks up all those notes, in, mm. you know, those little floral and citrusy notes. So does it have to have... Um, aniseed? Like, is there certain things that well, it has, it has to, have? to have 55% juniper? Okay, to be called gin. Yep, that's it. And wow. then you go and do whatever you like. But the interesting thing, what I actually took away from it was you know, we all sit around sipping on our oh, have a Bombay, have a Bombay, Bombay sapphire was so it's boring, fairly bland. Just it didn't taste of anything compared to all these other gins. Bombay Sapphire was the most disappointing. But it's Even, probably fifteen dollars a bottle cheaper than the last. But Gordon's isn't it? gin was nicer. Oh, okay. Go Gordon's every time. Go the Gordon's when yeah. you're sitting in the pub and you're looking up there in that rack. Yep. You go. I have the Bombay. Thanks. Don't. No. Only because it's in a pretty bottle. Name brand. Good go marketing. Go the Gordon's. Great marketing. I mean, the bottle looks fantastic. Mm. Someone was telling me actually the other day that. They made a headstone. They knew they've got a mate that makes headstones and they got all these gin bottles and melded them up, melded them up together and made this beautiful blue headstone. Yeah. Because you could see through it and the light yeah, shone yeah. through it and stuff. Do you watch Grand Designs? Yeah. Have you seen the one in France where they did the um, one with tyres and then uh, rendered it? And in their bathroom, the wall between the, the front of the house where all the sun shone in mm. and, and the bathroom, they did with uh, wine bottles that they cut in half. So yeah. green and blue, so the, the sun wow. shone Wow, did in. it look amazing? Oh yeah, it looked fantastic. Not very square. If you were anal retentive and you liked nice square edges, then you wouldn't have liked this house. But I loved it. I love an organic. Yeah, I love organic. that weird shit. Yeah. Mm. So. Yeah, so that was our gin tasting. After... I suppose after about eight or nine, we started getting a little bit flippant <laughs> with our scoring. But what oh, so came you, out so you, was, was, you were supposed to be scoring. It was an official sort of... Well, Natasha was writing a piece for okay. her online mag, Extra Virgin. Yeah. And, yeah. But it came out that Tanqueray... Are you allowed to say who won? 
Tanqueray kind of won, in mm -hmm. my opinion. I think in everyone's opinion, Tanqueray was the best. And was it a high-end? Tanqueray end, tin or whatever it's called. High-end sort of one, you know, $100 a bottle or yeah. something? Yeah. Yeah. But, quite seriously, I would be quaffing Gordon's from now on. Mm. And I must say, I used to work, for, you know, for this man, and he had a butler, and the butler always used to drink Gordon's every afternoon. He'd have a Gordon's gin. Go, it's the best, best gin, darling. It's the best gin. And he'd suck on a Gordon's gin. Mm. I always used to think, oh, it's a bit plebby, isn't it? So you work for a guy that had a butler. Sorry, yeah, I, I just can't <laughs> let that go. No, I worked for Kerry Packer. Was oh, okay. Butler? <laughs> of course. Was of course, Kerry Packer's got a butler. Yeah, yeah he's a couple. So he's very funny. But there you go. Gordon's be a good gig. That, what was the surprise outcome the whole day? Mm. And grapefruit. Mm, that makes sense, though. Grapefruit's got that sort of oily skin, too, you know, that mm. lets out all the aromatics and stuff mm. like that. Mm. I reckon I'd like cocktails if I had the money for them. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I can't see myself going and dropping 200 bucks on a night on the piss, though. Not when $200 could buy, you know, half a cow. <coughs> Fence. Fence. Yeah. Food. Yeah, actually, the place is looking really good. Cows are mm. very fat. A yeah. Cu couple of weeks of rain. And awesome. Grass has come back nicely. Yeah, how was that rain? And the cow I sold to the guy down the road. Yeah. I, so I sold this cow to a guy down the road. And he was all keen, yeah, yeah, I'm going to put up fences and she'll keep the paddock clean. I'm like, yeah, all right, no worries. I sold him the, the boy cut, the one I was going to eat. Yeah. And I, I didn't sell it to him for much because he's a neighbour and it's good to be neighbourly and stuff like that. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, um, we're coming into winter, you know, you probably have to buy feed. It'll clear your place out pretty quick. Yeah, yeah, no worries, no worries. Comes back up the other day, um, do you reckon you take the cow back? Oh. I'm like, uh, yeah, okay. If, if you want, I'll take it back and eat, her, eat him if you want. And he's like, yeah, yeah it's just it's too hard. Not working out. No. <laughs> so he's back and, and he had run out of feed. I went down to his it place. It sounds like the start of a joke. Yeah. He's like, take the cow back. So yeah, another six months and I'll have a free bit of beef. Wow. Nice. Have you ever killed a cow? Will you kill it yourself or you can come and drop no, it the, on your the, property? The guy down the back the proper farmer mm. um, has the whole setup. Yeah, right. So, so he can can he come and drop it on your place, or you got to take it to him? No, no. He's got a room to, to slaughter it, and yeah, right. he's got the proper run. Yeah. It's, it's still home kill. It's not. Yeah. It's not abattoir kill, but yeah. he's got a cold room. You can hang it there for because an abattoir or a butcher won't hang it for more than a week because mm. they, they need but the there's space. Something about. Um, Meat that's been killed at home just tastes so much better than... Well, that's why, because they'll hang it for a long time. Well, do you not think it's because the animal doesn't see it coming? Boom, all that of a sudden, too. chilling yeah. out. Because he, he does it with a rifle. Bang, dead, gone. Whoops. You know, so mm. he basically walks up and, yeah, they never know that something's coming. Yeah, right. Um, mm. You know, can, can contrast to an abattoir where a lot of the big ones, they go on a conveyor belt, can you imagine if you've never been picked up by your stomach before mm. and all of a sudden something's picked you up by the stomach and you're with a hundred other animals that's picked up by the stomach and they're all mooing and ah! Yeah, you'd freak out. Yeah, you'd freak out. It's not good for the meat. No. 
The the one that he killed, he took one of my bulls, and he's like, ah, it's not fat enough. We'll kill one of my cows. And it was an eight-year-old cow, and conventional wisdom says an eight-year-old cow should taste terrible. And it was huge, huge big steaks. Lots of fat, because I reckon this cow had walked about 50 metres in its whole life. But it was amazing. It was so nice. Yeah, wow. It It was really, really good. So, interesting to see. Yeah. So I'll probably eat this, eat this bloke in a two years old, I guess. Yeah, right. Awesome. So he'll be Jersey, have a bit of yellow fat. Mm. But I'm getting pigs. Did you see that picture? No. I've been a bit off Twitter lately. Yeah. Well. No one talks to me anymore. <laughs> I've talked to you. Yeah, you talk to me every now and then. I mean, but where has everyone gone? It's like no one's home. They're all out, all out drinking gin. Mm. Um, so we went over to um, went over to the same guy, the farmer guy. Yeah. And um, the guy that gave the cow back, or the no, no, the, the real guy, farmer, the real farmer, and he's got <laughs> pigs. So a mate of mine. Oh, cool! A mate of mine said, "Like, let's get pigs." When he came down to, get, to help paint. He's like, when are you going to get pigs? I want some I want some homegrown pork. What type of pigs are they? That's a saddleback. Oh, wow. And I'm like, uh, I don't know, when I can afford the fencing? And he's like, well, I'll buy the fencing. We'll get two pigs. Look at his fencing. Very freaking cool fencing. What is that? What's that? It's not like it's bamboo with wire or something. No, it's like, it's like a really heavy mesh. That was like their home, um, like their home sort of run. Yeah, and like right. a little thing, and they had these really cool taps. We're like, where, where's the water? Where do they drink? Has he got water for him? This is a bit strange. And then he had these taps in the wall, and the pigs go up and push on them where they know. There's like a like a fountain, you know, like kids fountains yeah. have it at primary schools. Yeah. They push on them with their nose, and the water comes out, and they go out of the fountain. So there's no water to get dirty. Oh. They just drink what they want. And they don't sort of mess up a It's not like one of those stupid bathroom taps that goes on for like three seconds. No, no, no. As soon as they move their snout, it goes back off again. Wow. Isn't that amazing? Yeah, that was pretty cool. So anyway, my mate's buying the fencing. Mm. We're going to fence them up. We're getting two pigs. Yeah, right. How long before you can eat those? Uh, I think nine months is accepted wisdom. But we might stretch them out a little bit because he wants Christmas hams. Yeah, right. So... Wow. How your bacon was good the other day. Mm. I threw that on my roasted cauliflower salad. Yeah, it'd be really nice on something like that where um, you've got something a bit blander to carry the flavour. Mm. It's it's, it's really quite good. smoky and salty. Mm. You'll get another lot when we do the second lot of trials. We weren't happy with those. Oh, you weren't happy? No, it's, it's a really good um, bacon for soup. But it was too salty for breakfast bacon. Yeah, right. So, just just tone it down a bit. Maybe a bit more sweetness. A bit more brown sugar. Mm. So, it's got to be foolproof. You know. What for? For butchers. Oh, you're doing that to sell butchers? We'd, I thought that was no. just your home, buddy. No, no. This is trials that we're doing. We're doing a dry cure trial. Oh, so, right. so... You know, any butcher that's got a smokehouse can do dry cured bacon. Yeah, right. Well, I thought you were just dicking around at home. No, no, no. 
<laughs> haven't so done. Why is it meant to be foolproof? Haven't yeah. done. No, haven't done any of that sort of stuff for ages. Mm. Unfortunately, painting and whippersnipping and getting all that good uh, stuff ready. The joys. But I do have a, a, a favour to ask. Yeah. So once this house is all done and dusted, I want to do one sort of new meal a week. So not something that I know how to cook. Mm. So... You know, throw anything at me, you reckon. Well, we'll have to start with the Asian yeah. stuff, won't we? Start just, teaching just, you the basics. Just so I can sort of get... Yeah, well, that's what I want. I just want... I want to expand my... Um, Repertoire. Yeah. You know, I've got those certain things that I can just cook without even having to think about and I know that they're going to come out awesome. Well, I want yeah. to expand the amount of food that I cook that's like that, where I don't have to look at a recipe... Yeah. Or I don't have to send you 19 tweets in an afternoon going, how do I do this? <laughs> you haven't done that for a while. I don't cook anything new for ages. Yeah, it gets a bit boring, doesn't it? Then all of a sudden, you know, I want to cook something new. Mm. <coughs> it's weird. When I went away last week, because I went away cooking, and I went with another cook, right? And it's weird when you go away cooking with, with someone, someone else, else that cooks, because mm. you cook totally differently. You know, and I'd be looking going... Oh, don't do that. Put the other stuff in. And he'd do the same thing to me as mm. I was cooking, you know. So does it does it always work that way or does it bounce both ways? Like, do you also sometimes go, oh, that's an awesome way to do that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, shit, yeah. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, at the same time, I love it as much as I hate it. I mean, it, you know, it's great because I don't get to cook with other people that often. Mm. So I really like cooking when there's other people around because you can bounce stuff off and... Oh, why are you doing that? Oh, I don't do it like that. <laughs> you know, even just down to as simple as, um, you know, making muffins and cakes and stuff. I mean, what are you doing? Well, one of the things I'm going to try, because I reckon there's... I like cooking things where there's a big difference between what you can buy in a shop and what you do yourself. Yeah. So I'll, I quite like Rocky Road. Yeah. And so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try making Rocky Road... I won't make the Turkish delight, but I'll make the marshmallow, mm. and I'll use like dark chocolate and mm. some good nuts, mm. and then make some Rocky Road. Yeah, yum. See how that goes. Mm. It's very hesitant of you. Yeah. Is it? He he does crazy stuff like. No, oh, well, you know I'm gonna make the perfect burger. Yeah. You know. I mean, forget going cheese, you know. I mean, you should go and grow your nuts. Well, <laughs> so once the, 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 the one of the last things um, to do on the house is the new tank's got to go in. Yeah. Which will sort of be the water for the orchard. Yeah. But where the guy's got to come in and um, level off to put the tank in is through where I'm putting the orchard. So I haven't been able to put anything in because um. I've got to be able to get an excavator through it but um i was looking on the website the other day because you know three or four weeks and i'll be able to start planting yeah and a pine nut is the first one of the first things i'll plant yeah right how many years before you get a pine nut no, i need six cell oh that's all right that's not too bad but Jeez. in six years time you can make as much pesto as you like because <laughs> i'll bring you a kilo of pine nuts every trip <laughs> 
I'm sure you bring them to me and make me seed them. Are they quite mm. a lot of work to seed? Don't they have a little... No, no, it's just a, um, it's just a pine cone. Yeah. And I think all you do is you let it dry out and you just shake the nuts out. Oh, cool. That's it. Mm. That sounds like a good tree to me. Mm. No, not like cashews where you've got to roast them and, and um, you know, mm. do all sorts of stuff to it. Have you ever seen um, chestnuts? No. How chestnuts grow? No. Really weird. Neither had I until the other day. I mean, until a few months ago, actually. When I was in Japan, because chestnuts were in oh, season. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's they like, a, isn't it an spiky, oak? Spiky, spiky Yeah, yeah, oh, no, I have seen things. that. The, you can't touch them because they're so painful. So what do you do? Is that they what they do? They fall open and they split open and you just kind of push it with your foot and yeah. then take the nut out. Weird. Really? Yeah. Well, so I was watching on River Cottage once and they were collecting some sort of nut and they had like a, looked like a hand mower, you know, yeah. like a push mower. Yeah. But it was like a like a, a cage with wire sort of like a wire basket on it that, that rotated and they sort of rolled it along the ground and the nuts had popped through the wire and then the wire had closed back up and they just sort of so you just go like this like vacuuming How weird. and you pick up all these nuts Gosh, have you, have you got you, macadamia this out back you do yeah yeah big macadamia trees the dogs eat them <laughs> talks. I see the lady next door. She goes at the back with a hammer every now and then. Yeah. Smashes them. You need a good proper um, yeah nutcracker. Nutcracker to make macadamias worthwhile, I reckon. Yeah, no, I should go and get one actually. My last Christmas. Christmas <laughs> here. <laughs> Haven't done it for twelve years, but perhaps I should this year. Have eh? you seen um macadamia? Uh, not macadamia. Um, cashew trees. When we were in Northern Territory, a picture. we were um, fishing on the Roper River, mm. and we the went river? the Roper River. Roper uh, River in the Northern Territory, yeah. Never heard of it. I know some ropers. Yeah, it's a it's a very river. famous fishing river. Oh. Lots lots of really good barramundi, and it's yeah. one of those salt fresh rivers, you know, where there's a bar, and there's where always a bar on the river. Yeah, <laughs> different sort of bar. <laughs> but anyway, we went up. Uh. Up river one day, and it was around the time mangoes were coming into season, so we thought we'll go up river and look for a you know just a mango tree growing along the river uh. and see if we can find some mangoes. And we parked and walked up walked up the river bank, found this mango tree, and we get it into this these this sort of paddock, and it was a deserted cashew farm. Someone had planted all these cashews and gone broke, so there was just acres and acres of these cashew trees with the green cashews because you know you've got to you've mm, got to mm, roast them to mm. before they're edible yeah. you know they're poisonous when they're green but yeah so the little green nuts on the tree like perfectly wow. cashew shaped there's thousands and thousands of these trees did you go back and tell someone to go start farming it no evidently the, the, the locals said no they just drop on the ground just nothing happens to bloody them. hell so because we were gonna, we we were thinking, oh, you know, can we pick them and roast them ourselves? You know, can you make them safe? But evidently, it's quite a, it's not an easy process. Oh, really? Mm. You've got to get the temperature right to, I don't know, it converts the poison or it does something to the drives that boils the poison out or whatever or, or transfers it or. 
That's weird. They must be like candle nuts. They must be in the same family. Mm. Because if I grow, I don't have candle nuts. I use cashews. Do you know what I'm talking about when I say yeah. candle nuts? Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. They so. look like macadamia and they're waxy and yeah. they're a bit cashewy. Wonder if and they need to be cooked or else they're poisonous. Wonder if they're the same family. Because we're not share housing with the we're share housing with this guy and um he went on this raw phase. Yeah. Everything had to be raw. Yeah. And it was one of those share houses where, you know, you just mock the slightest weakness in yeah. the cook. And so he's he's in this raw phase, you know, raw carrots and raw celery. And we come home one day and he's eating a bowl of cashews. And we're like, you know they're cooked, don't you? And he's like, no, no, they're raw. And we're like, no, you've got to cook them, but well, otherwise they'll kill you. No. <laughs> so this was pre-internet, I think. So we had to go and someone go had to get... the encyclopedia. Yeah, pull out the encyclopedia and look up cashew nuts and uh, see that you couldn't eat, couldn't eat them unless they'd been roasted. Uh, and he loved cashew nuts, so he couldn't have oh, them. Oh, I couldn't eat them. Bloody hell. God, he was ahead of his time. Mm. Eating raw. Mm, he was crazy. Dead oh, crazy. No. So how was her and I on? Oh. What were you cooking for? What an amazing... Oh, I never even knew <laughs> that joint existed. Yeah. I went up there with the Great Barrier Reef Foundation because they were running this amazing leadership program where they got quite high-profile CEOs of companies come in and talk to them about leadership in volatile and changing times. Did they all wear Hawaiian shirts while they talked? No, but they all had shorts and thongs on. (laughs) (laughs) I always find it really funny when you go to, or when you see corporate things in a different environment and they can't wear their natural. They're weird, aren't they? But it was amazing. And they had the scientist that works for them Terry, he was amazing. He's a coral expert. You know, <clears throat> all these people. So they take them out snorkeling because it's incredible. And it's it's bloody uh, turtle egg laying time. Mm. So we're sitting there one night, finished work at about 11, 11 o'clock at night. And the bloke from Queensland goes, Come, we're going to go for a walk. We're going to go down and see the turtles. So we walk, but we walk right through the middle of the island. It is like being in a horror movie. It's mutton bird yeah. bloody mating time. So there's mutton birds rooting everywhere. I mean, you're tripping over rooting mutton birds. Yeah, my, my parents are um, at an island not far, Lady Musgrave. Oh, really? They do, do Lady Musgrave. No, they do the care, like it's a, like a camping island. Yeah. And they always have like volunteer caretakers. Yeah. So they do two to four weeks a year volunteer oh, wow. caretaking there. So all you have to do is clean the toilets and make sure everyone's registered or something and then yeah. that's it. Yeah, fishing. Awesome. Well, so no bloody fishing on this island because it's a marine park. We're just snorkelling with all this amazing fish, you know. Yeah, I was going to ask, did they give you good good seafood to work with? No, we had to take our own. Oh, over. really? I mean, we took beautiful seafood over, but we didn't get any seafood on our island. So you... <coughs> it's a marine park. Yeah, yeah, but you... You did the catering job, but you had to organise all your own gear. Yeah, take all food. Because they'd, they'd have chefs in that there, wouldn't they? Well, it's really funny. The resort there is run by Delaware, and it's... Ah, uh, okay, so this wasn't at the resort. No, this is the research centre. Ah, uh, okay. Totally yeah, different. Yeah, yeah. And so... Um, yeah, because when you said you were going to work at Heron, I'm like, 
that's that's weird. I'm sure they've got. I thought, oh, maybe you're doing like a guest stint in the kitchen or something. No, oh. it's it's just his catering. Usually, PJ McMillan does it, but he's just opened Tinderbox and couldn't go. And yeah. So nice gig, you though. know. Wait, good gig. How much how much downtime did you get a day? Well, not well. It's really hard yakka when you go away with a group of people because you've got to get up. They have first breakfast at 6am before they go for a walk or a swim. Which, which and then they have you gotta, second breakfast. you got to get up at like... So you got to get up and make the bloody fruit salad and make a batch of bloody muffins and... You know. Anyway. <laughs> Luckily, the dude I was with, he's a morning person. So I go, so, yeah, they're the morning, light. <laughs> so then I'd get up and we'd do second breakfast, which is, you know, eggs, omelettes, all that kind of stuff. And then they might stay and have um, talks in the kitchen. So you can't cook. So you've got to go out. And you haven't really got that long. I mean, one day I went snorkeling, came back, and then you quickly got to whip up lunch. Yeah. So, you know. Yeah, how many punters? How many cooking? I think 24. So not very many. That's... Not many, but enough when it's all day, every day. And... You know when you go away to a conference or you go to a seminar, you eat 20 times more yeah, than what you yeah. normally eat. Like, you'd pull something out of the oven and you'd have it sitting on the bench and you'd turn around and you'd turn back and it's half gone. it'd be eaten. And you'd be like, did I offer that to you? That you've just eaten that out of a cake, dear. <laughs> <laughs> then you're like, we'd look at each other and go, you've got to cook another freaking cake, bastards. You know, so it was like that. It was just like constant kind of cooking. Because they eat so much. And you would have... Like, you would have had one shot at ordering, too. You would have had to have had everything. Like, what yeah. you had is what you had. Well, we had a funny thing where um, John got this flour. Have you ever had a bag of really dud flour? Everything came out rubbery. Yeah. It was plain flour. Everything we cooked with it came out rubbery. It was just the wrong flour for what we were, we were using it in muffins and cakes and breads and, and stuff. And this flour was just shit. I said, oh, I'm not cooking anything for that shit. <laughs> Anyway, and then I go, you're going to have to go over and ask the chef for some flour. And he'd forgotten to order milk, John, as well. And he goes, oh, I've only got one carton of milk. I went, oh, yeah, I'll get some milk. So I go, go and talk to the chef. But anyway, we went, we stumbled into something. We go, can you tell us where chef is? And they're going, oh, don't go and ask the chef. The chef's a prick. And we're going, all chefs are prick. Doesn't matter. Where's the chef? Uh, you know. Uh, uh, anyway. So we worked out how we were going to approach it was we were going to go, oh, you know, these bloody customers, they just want everything, you know, because chefs relate to that. Yeah. Oh, yeah, us and them. So we went in there going, oh, yeah, you know, we know they like it, drunk all the bloody milk already. And he's going, oh, yeah, bastard, you know. So we had that instant rapport. So we befriended the chef. So then it was fine. Could get anything we wanted. No worries. <laughs> Have you watched Whites? 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 Nah. Have to download it for you. What is it's it? It's a it's a British it's a British um, comedy show with uh, Alan Davies, mm. and it's set in like one of those big English sort of castle slash estate houses, and the guy running it's like you know in his mid forties. He's running this restaurant. You know, it's not in obviously. You know, it's not in London. It's mm. not on the cutting edge. Yeah. And he's bored shitless, he's oh. pisshead. His executive chef, his sous chef does all the work. Mm. Um, and he just fucking kicks back in his office and drinks piss. And, yeah, normal kitchen, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And it's just, it, 
I'd be interested to see whether you find it funny where you actually know all the stereotypes. Because well, it's happened to you. <laughs> well, I, every like, kitchen has. Like my mate, my mate who who's yeah, who worked in the bureaucracy mm. and now is as a consultant, mm. he can't watch the Hollow Man. He doesn't find it funny at all. He's like, um, this is real life. This yeah. isn't funny. I have to deal with people like this yeah. all the time. He, he couldn't find it funny at all. Uh, is that funny? It's a little bit like though when the castle first came out. Like I live near Lake Hilden and I was looking at going, you know, they're taking the piss out of my neighbours. <laughs> it was really weird for a while. I kind of didn't get it. I was thinking, they're really just being mean about, you know, my, my neighbours. <laughs> You know, they're happy. Oh, pretty funny. Anyway, yeah, no, there are stereotypes in every kitchen. I mean, I gave you that book. You read that book, oh, yeah. Heath, didn't you? Yeah, I, I think mean, I'm, I think I'm going to... Um, who was I going to get? Oh, my, my neighbour. The real farmer. No, 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 the builder across the road, the guy that's building. His the wife. The cow Indian giver. No, 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 that's the other guy down the road. I've got a whole bunch of them. She is like your um, traditional, proud housewife um, who loves a cooking. Mm. Like, they would, three out of four weekends, have people around for Sunday lunch, and it's three to four courses. Awesome. Wish she was my friend. Yeah, she like, you go over there. Yeah, yeah, we go over all the time. And he loves a drink. Awesome. Like, perfect. You know, there, there's no such thing as opening a bottle and, and leaving Maybe some in the bottle. No, no way. But, um, you know, you go over there for dinner. And, like, I like my cooking, but there's no way you come around to my place you're getting four courses every time. But she'll have an entree. She'll have a main. She'll definitely have a dessert. She loves a dessert. So I'm thinking about... Like a coon at the end, hey? No, no. Probably, probably some nuts, though. But I was thinking about buying her that book for, for Christmas. Because I reckon she'd oh. love that book. It's so bloody funny. In fact, I'm going to read it again. Yeah. I, I just love that book. It's it hilarious. It's made me laugh. Yeah. Well, it is. But, you know, don't you think life's full of stereotypes? I think that mm. all the time. Even today when I was pulled up by the cop and yeah. I was thinking... Stereotypes oh, are stereotypes a, for a reason. It's just such a typical bloody dickwit. I have, like, I laughed when we... Um, you know, I coach all these young guys on a Wednesday night. Yeah. And they're all... I don't know if they're all private school Brisbane boys, but there's a fair chunk of them that are, that yeah. come from that sort of background. Yeah. And um, we were kicking around before the game on Friday night and and some, some of them said something. I said, oh, you should listen to my podcast. And they went, what? You got a podcast? I'm like, yeah, got a podcast, got a blog. And they're like, really? It was like, it just, just absolutely blew their minds. Like, completely ripped their idea of what I was like. <laughs> so I'd hate to think what they if they uh, if they listen and they figured they out that I was drinking a bottle of wine. hippie that lives out in the yeah. bush and bloody, you know, well, every, cows. Everyone thinks that. <laughs> My boss goes to me today. When are you going to have a shave? Uh, Seriously, mate. Just say, you never know, mate. I might get called up for another audition. This oh, fucking yeah. beard's not going anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> I was actually driving home the other day and I thought, fuck, have I gone for that audition now? <laughs> I look exactly like him. Oh, 
oh look, oh look, heaps more feral than he does. That show is that show on? Like, mm, I think on? the first, I don't know if they've got to renew it for a second season, but the first season went through. Was it big or not? It's on Fox, so you don't really know, do you? Like, they need more content than ratings, you know, they have to have a certain amount of content. Yeah. God knows, they keep playing it over and over and over and over and over again. They, um, they've been flogging the. Uh, is it Matt Moran, Paddock to Play? Yeah, I can't watch that. Mm. Oh, I got an email the other day about, you know how I do that Airbnb? Mm. They're making a television show out of it. Oh, really? Yeah. You know, they're going, tell us your stories. Have you ever fallen in love with a guest or have they changed your life? <laughs> oh, that's positively boring. <laughs> Did you say that mine raided my fridge? That's about it. <laughs> mine drank my freaking beers. <laughs> But that's what you've got. Is is that the same scheme that you've got the the cricketers staying at the moment, or are they just randoms that you've picked up off the street? Yeah, randoms. No, they're <laughs> <laughs> waving a sign out of the front row. Rooms to rent. Rooms to rent. <laughs> no, they're because my Pat's best mate is a sports manager. Oh, okay. So they're managing lots of the um, English cricket team, yeah. and they're a part of it. Yeah. Whatever it is. Rooms are a premium. No, they just like because they're here for like a week and a half. Yeah. And they travel all the time, so they're just like, no, we just want to hang out because they come home, we all sit around the bench having beers yeah. and telling stories. Well, you don't do that in a hotel room. You go and sit in your bed and eat a Mars bar and watch, watch TV. Fox. Yeah. So. I was really keen next year to do it, but I don't know whether with twins it's going to be possible. That'll be hilarious. That won't affect you. <laughs> You'll be used to it. Uh, oh, yeah, come stay. And then they rock up and there's like two twins. Watch their faces. Just have this like surprise cam. <laughs> so when I can train them up. And when you walk out with the twins. So when I can train them up to do tricks. You know, like completing each other's sentences and stuff like that. That's when it'll get fun. Just dress them the same all the time so no one ever knows who they are. That's really funny. Someone tweeted the other day, Akira McIntosh, I think it was, tweeted the other day, she was just about to jump on a plane and there was two 45-year-old women in business dress, twins, dressed exactly the same. Same luggage, same carry luggage, and obviously same check-in luggage. Weirdos. That's bizarre, eh? What weirdos? I was watching a um. Actually, I was watching this thing. There's a weird-ass show called uh, What Not to Wear. Trini and Susanna. It's on oh, Netflix, yeah, right? Yeah. And they were twins, and they broke up all the twins, and they took the ugliest twin, the ugliest, daggiest <laughs> twin, and the bossy one. They, you know, anyway, it freaked them out. The twins would be crying, going, "Oh, you know, I don't." don't want to be more beautiful than my twin and you know she's always been the pretty one I've always been the ugly one I'm happy being the ugly one right their lives were just so you know one's obviously always more dominant than the, the other, other one and these little downtrodden ugly twins were kind of happy anyway they ended up making them beautiful and you know doing their hair and so they looked just as good looking as their twins 
And when the other twin, when they met each other, they all started crying. And the older twin, the pretty one, goes, not fair. Oh, really? Oh, it was the weirdest kind of social experiment you've ever seen. That's bizarre. That is really bizarre. Well, I'll have Curtis. So Curtis will beat any of that crap out of him. Weird hope. I reckon I sharpened 120 knives on the weekend, so... Really? Shit, I'm loving knife sharp knives. Yeah, sharp knives are awesome. Gosh. I love doing that knife sharpening. Some of the stuff you see is just... You see some nice knives? Um, some nice German knives. Not many good Asian ones. But the funny ones are the people that bring in like a... Um, what's the, the there used to be a knife with like it'd come with a sheath that used to sharpen it they're really popular in the 80s Wilshire Wilshire <laughs> I got a couple of Wilshire knives and, and the funny thing is is that people are really really attached to these crappy dodgy like the handles falling off them but I reckon crap knives now are better than crap knives were back then oh shit what Kiwi knives? I mean, seriously, they're like yeah. disposable knives. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I got some really, really dodgy knives. But it's I just. I had a pair of Wilshire scissors, actually, and I bloody love them. Yeah. They have a self sharpening little I think case. my mum's still got the little self sharpening. They're great. They're always sharp. Yeah. And I love them. So I can kind of I can imagine the attachment. My but... mum and dad, actually, this is hilarious. My. My parents give shit Christmas presents. And the first year that Pat was came home and was my husband, he got given, seriously, a chopping board and, like, a free set of knives. They just all had those rotten handles. Anyway, we did this really... They did realise that you were doing most of the cooking, didn't they? Yeah, I don't, I don't know whether they thought he fished or... I don't know whether they just picked it up on their way out of the two buck shop. I'm just really not quite sure where they bought it. So we used to have this thing where we would then give it to someone <laughs> else. We'd always re-gift these presents because they were so bad. You know, they'd give them a change thing or a belt hanger or... Fucking <laughs> 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 hilarious. Anyway, cheap knives, yeah. Well, cheap pots are the ones that... We, we got some pots when we got engaged. And I reckon they lasted nine months in my kitchen. And they fell apart. And then I was running the pubs then, so I went to... There was a mob at West End that do catering supplies that have gone broke now. Oh, down on Montague Road there? Yeah. Oh, they're not there anymore? No, no, they went broke. Really? Yep. Yep. Because I used to buy all my... We used to buy all our glasses and ashtrays off them. Because you go through ashtrays trays like water at the alley. Yeah, right. Because people would always flog Steal. them. Um, and, uh, yeah, so I just bought, like, a four commercial, like, a stock pot, two big pots and one little pot. And that's ten years ago now. And, you know, they've been used a million times mm. and they don't even look like being damaged, you know. So, yeah. it, was, it was worth whatever... I, like, Cheap. and they weren't that expensive. Like, you, you know, you go to Myers and you pay more for dodgy, bloody aluminium cookware with those 
handles, the Bakelite handles, you know. Yeah, I know. Yeah, no, it doesn't take... A hundred bucks is a big difference when you're talking about a pot. Mm. So, mm. but um, I need to go back out to Anala and buy a whole heap more stuff like... What do you call the thing with it? It's like a... It's a real Asian thing, and it's like a flat basket on a bit of bamboo that you use to fish out fried stuff with. Do you know what I'm oh. talking about? It's like a... Yeah, one of those things. I call it a frying net, but I don't know what they're really called. Yeah. That thing? Yeah, I've got to get another one of them. Yeah, I like those. They're, they're amazing. Yeah. It's hard to find the small ones. That's the size I've got. Yeah, they have those big ones. Yeah, that's no good. Is that because they're, they're normally you're deep frying stuff in a wok? Yeah. So it's easy to use the big ones. Suppose. And a lot of most of the people that buy stuff from them own restaurants. Mm. So they've got a wok that's, yeah. you know, freaking this big. <laughs> so what am I going to cook, Sal, for my first, what's oh, going to be my first, first experiment? Oh, shit, put me on the spot. What are you going to cook? What are you going to cook? Oh, something, something, cook? Some, something that, I, that I'm not going to screw up, though. Yeah, no, I tell you, do you like pork? <laughs> yes. Okay, I've got this. Seth <laughs> says the man who's going to buy some pigs. <laughs> do you like pork? <laughs> There's this really cool recipe. It's actually one that I got from um, it's a George Columbaris recipe, who I don't really follow much of his stuff, and I don't really follow him much. But I pulled it out of a magazine probably 12 years ago before he became famous. Yeah. So it's kind of weird. Yeah. And then it's something that I've always cooked, and it's fantastic. But I'm going to do it at Falls Festival, so I'm about to wheel it out because I want to start yeah, playing okay. around with it a bit. But it's beautiful. It's risoni, risoni pasta. So that's like. It's like risotto but pasta. Rice shaped pasta. Yeah. 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 Okay. Tiny little risotto. In fact, I've got a couple of packs here. You can have one. And then you're gonna cook it with some pork, and some tomatoes, a few onions, what a bit sort of garlic of pork? and cinnamon. I use neck. Okay. Pork collar. Yeah, collar. Um. Slow cooked. Yeah, you cook it in the oven for like an hour and a half, and then you finish it off with crumbled feta stirred all through it. It's got a bit oh, of thyme right. in it and cinnamon and stuff. Weird kind of mixed flavours. Bloody delicious. Oh, that's good because I'm just mm. I'm just starting to get back to like the house is almost done. I'm getting back to milking every day. Yeah, so right. if I can milk sort of five or six days a week, mm. on the weekends I can leave the cow for a little bit longer and get enough to make a a batch of feta. Yeah, I, haven't, yeah. I haven't made cheese in ages. Mm. It's been really disappointing. Good. Yeah. So do you do you? And then I put I put crumbs, fruit crumbs on top because I like crunch through it as well. Have a texture thing, so I changed it. So um, cr crumb bread crumbs like uh, crunchy. Well, I would just put them in a food processor with some oil, and then I just sprinkle them on top, and then I bake it so they go crunchy. Oh, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I love doing potato bake with that now. Yeah, I love it. I just love the. Crunch, crunch, crunch. A little bit of grated parms and cheese in with it. Oh. Oh. So it goes a little bit, yeah, it goes even crunchier. Yeah. So, oh, Jesus. Oh, that scared me, that one. Sake. I have to say, I made some, I made parmy the other day and I had too many chicken thighs, so I crumbed a couple of chicken thighs and took them to work. So I've had <laughs> crumb chicken burgers for lunch this week. Yeah. Yeah, oh, fantastic. I don't know what it is about using old bread for crumb. 
like and making a f- sort of like it's old bread but you make a fresh crumb yeah um but it's just fantastic eh? yeah well it's better it's like the panko because they're yeah. kind of dry rather mm. than fresh bread crumbs just don't work they suck up too much oil yeah so you want them dry so they just go <laughs> and yeah. you know they're crunchy straight away that's why the pan that's why we love panko yeah. <clears throat> what did i have for lunch today Oh shit! Shit! Well, God, I hate it when you waste a meal. Did they? Um, yeah. Look, <laughs> like, like I'm really, I'm, I'm pretty good with my fast food. But if, um, if it's a like a really busy day at work and I haven't got my shit all, mm. like I don't have something in the kitchen mm. to eat, there's just nothing around where I work, and I won't eat any fast food. But for some reason my body my brain accepts hungry jacks so i hate it when it gets like two o'clock in the afternoon i haven't eaten oh i hate that and and you just it's like it's (coughs) it's like shaming yourself you're sitting there eating it going oh my god why am i eating this but Um, i've been i've been really good lately i've been taking taking leftovers to work oh that's good i love leftovers i've become a cafe omay addict again Where's that one? That's just up the road. The Vietnamese. Bam me. I could eat that every day. Yeah. That is really good there. There's not a bad sushi place down the road. Well, Oh, from out you, near you? Yeah, but that's about it. Not not too much around. We've got At least we've got a decent coffee shop now. Yeah, it's that year old cookbook. Well, I'm just looking for my little thing to give you. Because no doubt then next week you want to bloody ask me about it. So I need to give you the recipe. <laughs> <laughs> Pressure's on now, I've got to cook it. Oh, have you ever had this? To- Do you ever make tortilla soup? No. Oh my god! You like nachos? Yeah. Everyone likes nachos. Nachos. Well, you make this soup. It's onion, leek, garlic, chili, red peppers, carrots, sweet potato. Yeah. And then you make up the soup and then you put some corn chips in it and you whiz it. And then you have it with the sour cream, the so, guacamole. So, sorry, can you go back a step? You put corn chips in a soup, mm. and that comes out all right. Yeah, it's so good. Yeah. Yeah. The one I have that you have got me onto, which I'm addicted to now, which I have to thank you for because I never really was a big cabbage eater before. Oh. But your Russian is it Russian. Yeah. Russian, Russian cabbage. Chicken. Yeah, except I do it with whatever now. Yeah. I had some leftover roast lamb. That's I made it. You know, that's because I love cabbage. So yeah. I so that. last night we had I had that um, cold smoked bacon. Yeah. Onion, cabbage, mushroom. Uh, I had that leftover roast lamb, so I just chopped that and put that through. <laughs> and I've got this stock sitting on my stove because I've been really busy. It's been cooking for two and a half weeks. Oh my god. At a low simmer. Oh my god. Um. Because. Every day I wake up and I go, shit, I haven't got enough time, so just leave it simmering. So it's just slowly, it's like, it's lost almost no liquid over two and a half weeks. It's <laughs> almost black. <laughs> it's, what flavour is it? It's um, pork trotters. Yeah. It's got pork trotters, um, an onion, a whole head of garlic, bay leaves, pepper, uh, a couple of carrots, some mushrooms. Oh, and oh, I had a roast chicken, so I threw the chicken frame in there. I was the roast chicken. <laughs> but, Bloody hell. 
Because I know if I leave it go, because what I used to do was, you know, I'd cook the stock and then I'd put it in the back fridge in the pot until I could decan it. Yeah. But I don't, I don't have the fridge space. You don't have bloody fridge. So it's like shit. Don't have time to do that. Oh, you can keep cooking. And now, and when I want some stock, I just ladle it out and put a little bit more water. It's like perpetual stock. That's perfect. It's like we live in a restaurant. I thought it would be, um, I thought it would get a, a funny flavour, like it'd be overcooked. But I think because it's never boiled, it's only it's only barely sim simmering, like you're getting these little yeah. tiny, tiny, tiny bubbles of, of heat coming through it. Yeah. So you're just keeping it at the right temperature. Yeah, it just seems to be sort of... You're not going to be a salmonella outbreak of your no, own. I hope not. My wife would kill me if that happened, considering she's carrying twins. Wow, that's um, an impressive old um, must be up in my other book, folder you've got there. Yeah, I know. I lent, I lent this to someone, and I never do that. You know, I never lend it to people. No, that's. And she rang me up. And she goes, "If you die before I do, <laughs> can I have your book? Can I have your book?" And I said, "You know, no one's ever asked me for it, so you're the first one that's asked. Sure, it's yours." She goes, "Oh my god." That's impressive because I, I like. If you had asked me, I would have um, I would have said all of this was in your head. Oh shit! No, I've got a memory like a goddamn sieve. I write down everything. Oh, everything. Because a lot of it's in my head. Like if you stuck me here, if you sent me away to a desert island, and I had to cook for five months. You'd it'd be, be fine. fine. Yeah. I'd remember it all because you have things in your head. But, you know, some things just work sometimes. I mean, this is all like, you know, I went to a cooking class 100 million years ago. That's my notes from Wait. it. Or you find something in a magazine, you think, oh, I wouldn't mind cooking that one day. And you end up just pulling it out. Yeah, like see, I, I should put all the stuff that I cook off the net that actually works, I should probably print it out and put it somewhere. Yeah. Because the chances of you going back and finding it again are almost nil. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, I've told you the story about the, that tofu in lime soup that I cooked. Yeah, and you've never been on fire again. No, and I actually had that printed out, and I can't find it. See, you know, some of this shit I never cook. Some of it I've been wanting to cook, yeah. and I never have. Yeah. Can you go back and sort of see food fashions from... Yeah, and I love it, because, you know, food doesn't change. Yeah. And that's why when I'm going through my magazines, I just keep one mag generally one of those magazines during the year is better than the others. So so, so what do you still buy a magazine now? I only get feast. My mum gives me a feast subscription every year and I love that because that's more up my alley. Okay. Whereas I find the others I mean I, Vogue I, Entertaining is no longer it's just a part of that Vogue magazine and there's Gourmet Traveller and it's what about delicious? I used to have a delicious. Oh, delicious is good. I like yeah. delicious. I used to have a sub, but I sort of got away from from magazines. But I'm thinking maybe that might be a good little inspiration. I always say I, the other day I was in this restaurant and I was trying to find inspiration. I said, "Pick a magazine." I said, "You see what current trends are. Don't copy it, mm, but, but pick it out just, the good bits out of it. It just sets you off on a little path. Yeah, like okay. because you need to." You know, like everyone gets burnt out. You know, you know, gardeners don't do their garden. Mechanics don't fix their cars. It's the yeah. same with chefs. You cook all day. You cook the same thing. 
It's like when you see that master chef and those guys come from their restaurants and that dude that used to work for Jellyfish is going to be, you know, I run a really important restaurant, but he couldn't cook a meal from his heart. Yeah. Remember that? He's, they kept on saying, cook a, food, cook a meal of love from your heart. And he'd, cook, he'd do the most expensive menu item that was on the thing. Go, but, but, but there was no, nothing of him in it. There was nothing of him in it. So you forget that. You forget how to cook because you're doing it, you know, automated. <laughs> That's why I think I love soupy, stewy stuff so much. Yeah, because throw whatever you want in. Yeah, it just it just feels like it's organic and it's got a bit of you in it. Yeah, well, well generally it's got whatever you've got in the fridge, so yeah. you have to be a little bit creative. <laughs> risotto is probably that for me. Yeah, see, I can't cook risotto because my husband goes, "It's just bloody mushy rice with shit in it." So I'm this, hang on, I've just found my recipe. I've just gone blind all of a sudden, like this week. <laughs> It's the gin. The gin sent you blind. That bottle of wine could have had something to do with it. Okay. Oh, okay. This uses pork shoulder, but I just use pork shoulder. Uh, it's got onions, garlic, cinnamon, crushed tomatoes, chicken stock, risoni, feta cheese, butter, seasoning. Yeah. Could, could you use uh, the sugo? Sugo, yeah. Sure, sure, sure. Sure, sure, sure. Here, can you pass that over? Take a photo of it. Oh yeah, good idea, good idea. Because I don't, I don't want to take it out of your recipe book. No, I want you to cook it, and then I want you to tell me. Because I'm going to cook it for two hundred people a day. So does the pasta go um, in right at the end? Uh, yeah, you pop it in like after you've cooked the pork for a bit. There you go. I'll give you a pack of risotto. Oh, happy days! Mm. Hey, this is the uh, this is the homophobic pasta people. Are they homophobic? Yeah. Why? I'll send you the link. The the CEO of the guy in uh, the the states, uh, one of their competitors did an ad with um, like making people out of pasta shapes or something like that. Yeah. And they had one of the 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 things they had in the ad was a a, a gay family. Yeah. And so the CEO of Barilla in the States came out and said, well, you won't find any gay pasta people in our company or something along those lines. I'll still send you the link. It's hilarious. Jesus. Risoni. Oh, well, that's good because I, that. I have never, I've never cooked with it before. I've always well, I've always <laughs> looked at it and gone, oh, I'll, just, I'll stick to my risotto. I have to say, I put cabbage in this as well. Yeah. I love it. Like a bit of cabbage. I have to grow some cabbages. But it's really nice because it goes really well with cinnamon and the butter and the cheese and stuff. Like it all works really well. And then I put breadcrumbs on the top because yep. I like the crunch as well. So I've kind of changed it up. But I'll serve it at buffets and stuff and people are always like, oh my God, what is this? <laughs> oh, for heaven's above. There's nothing like a little bit of background noise. All right, we better wind this up so I can go and run around with some kitties. Mm. Anything you want to plug? Have yeah, you got, well, I are, almost... Are you going to kick off recipes on Facebook again? Yeah, I am. Oh, God, I've been slack, haven't I? Perhaps well, I'll start tonight. Being in, <laughs> being in Japan and then Heron Island, <laughs> like, you know, I know, I know me adding a couple of rooms and having twins doesn't seem that exciting, but at least, at least one of us is having a... I've got this a friend who's going, you've stopped putting your recipes up, that's bad. I'm like, oh. Oh. I know. Stags! I know I plug them every time you do. 
Yeah, well, I'll start doing that again. I've just got to get it sorted. I'm going to get up my mags and stuff. But just a bit preoccupied with the whole big vintage thing at the moment. But mm. I will get back onto it next week. I'll start well, doing my g- Give that a plug. Is that up and going? Is the website big up vintage? and going? <laughs> next week. Tomorrow, I'm taking the photos. Uploading well, tomorrow. I'll do it next week. This won't be up till next week. So, what, what's what's the um... big vintage industrial furniture? Come to our warehouse in Salisbury, or Salisbury. you can jump online to bigvintage.com.au. Have a, you have a Twitter account? What's the Twitter account? Twitter account is big vintage. One word. One no word. underscores. No underscores. Yeah. Cool. Nice. What about Facebook for Taste Tracker? Just Taste Tracker on Facebook, or Taste Trackers? Taste Trackers. And Taste Tricker on Twitter. Yeah, so the American company that have stolen the name, they're the opposites. <laughs> <laughs> They've got the flip side. They've got the flip side and everything. And you can find me. I'm going to start blogging a lot more. Get out! Yeah. I... yeah. Footy's over, so it's time to, to get my writing going a bit more again. Yeah. Well, plus, this, this look, from now until probably when the bobs come, there's going to be a fair bit happening on the farm. So. Yeah. Hopefully make a bit more cheese. So you can go to lantarnland.com to find either the blog or the podcast. Um, And you can find me on Twitter at Bezo and me on Twitter at Lantarnland. And Cheesy Cast. (laughs) And Cheesy Cast, which only exists to retweet the links to the podcast. Cool, so I'll see ya. Bye. We, we, we should rap about things that we like, like. Like food. That's what? You bugging at the you know it. We're gonna be like the Partridge family, but with food. You like food, don't you? Got any uh, white bread? Yes. Oh, wait. I am the spaghetti. Well, you're not the spaghetti. I am the spaghetti. Let go of the lid. Just spaghetti in you. Is this organic? Sure. Is it grass fed? Yes. Cruelty free? What's so special about the cheese? saying goes, you are what you eat, and I am freaking cheese. <laughs> okay, how was it? Mm, I wouldn't kick it out of bed for eating crackers. How about four beans, Mr. Tiger? I'd say you've had enough. Um.